of the Very Unsportsmanlike podcast. My name is Quincy, and this is my podcast. And we're wrapping up the Super Bowl. Okay, you know, big game was yesterday, so we're going to discuss it. And, by the way, if you want to follow the show, go to www.podpage.com forward slash 15 yards. That's podpage.com forward slash 15 yards. To get more information and check the archives of the Very Unsportsmanlike podcast. Joining me as usual, I got my show legends up there in Jersey. I got Ray and down in Florida, I have Buck. And uh, as far as the Hall of Fame, I mean, I didn't disagree with anyone. Did anybody disagree with anybody? No. No, I didn't have a problem with it, you know. I mean, you're talking about Alan Fanica, Tom Flores, long overdue, Calvin Johnson, John Lynch. I had a change of heart on John Lynch. I was because I was at one time I thought I wasn't quite sure, but I had a change of heart when I really thought about what he did for that team. Man, he was a big playmaker. So Peyton Manning, of course, Bill yeah. Bill Nunn getting in was really cool. The scout, um, yeah, or whatever that was really cool. Um, Drew Pearson should have been in back in the eighties. Charles Woodson, yep. uh, of course, was a no brainer. I, I thought it was a really good. Really good class. I really did. Now, as far as the people who didn't get in, uh, let's see, Jared Allen didn't get in, Rondé Barber, Tony Baselli, Leroy Butler, Torrey Holt still got left out. He should have been in years ago. Clay Matthews. Y'all like Clay Matthews? Yeah, I think Clay should get in. Right. Damn, he been out of the league five oh, years. I don't say okay. like I didn't know he was old. No, no, he's talking about the father. Oh, okay, sure. About the father. Oh, 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 okay, okay. I'm okay. going to say, don't say the that. other Clay Matthews. Yeah, yeah, Clay Matthews. He was actually a finalist. Yeah. So. Uh, Sam Mills was one of the finalists. I thought Richard Seymour was already now, in. I didn't know Richard Seymour wasn't in. Uh, I didn't either. I thought he. I thought he was in. Yeah, Zach Thomas, but, um, linebacker. But, but they're gonna have to go ahead and put Tora Holt in. Man, it don't make no sense. Like, damn. Yeah, but they, but they put Drew Pearson in ahead of Tory Holt. I know he's been pulled out for thirty years, but. Man, I, I you know. Well, he went, in, he went on the senior ballot. He went, yeah, he went but, on the senior ballot. I mean, 
Okay. So he didn't. He but, didn't. He didn't cost. You know. He went in with the regulars, with the moderates or whatever. He went in as a senior. Mm-hmm. And uh, Tom Flores yeah. did too. But uh, Reggie Wayne was one of the finalists as well. And yeah, I, I, I have no explanation for Torrey Holt, man. Torrey Holt was a very impressive wide receiver to me. And he just, I mean, even with Isaac Bruce on the other side, this dude still put up six numbers. Six numbers. And with Isaac Kane, who was a very good deep guy. Yeah, and, and, and Marshall Falk was heavily yeah. used in the past game. Yeah. Yeah. But the thing is, is is with the wide receivers coming up these last few years, you can't put him in before you put T.O. in. You can't put him in before you put Randy Moss in. You can't put him in before you put Calvin Johnson in. Yeah. So it's kind of been kind of tough on him. And then I yeah. think uh, Isaac Bruce finally got in, what, last year? Same like Yeah, he got uh, last year. Or something like that. And Isaac Bruce was due, so – they were teammates, so it's kind of hard. He he definitely will get in. Him and Reggie Wayne will get in like next year or something like that. But I think that um, uh, Tory Holt was one of the best route runners to ever run routes. Yeah, and, um, and he's been you know, he in 11, 12 years to get in, man, and still ain't made it. Yeah, and see what I, what I what I what I don't want to see though, and and it's just like the point Ray just made. See, the longer you hold somebody out from their little playing time, well, when they start going up against other people from, you know, not necessarily different areas, but, you know, that was, you know, big stars or big names or whatever, it's going to, you, you ain't going to beat them out. So, I mean. Yeah. I mean, like, that's what and, happened. You to, know, he ended up being like Drew Pearson. That's what happened. to Yeah, exactly. To Drew Pearson. Drew Pearson led the league in, what, 77, I think, with 850 yards. Can you imagine 850 yards leading the league? But, I mean. That's just, right, so that's what I'm saying. When yeah. you come out your arrow, see, the, the stuff ain't significant, you know. Right. Uh, Art Monk was the same way. You know, Steve Largent, see, the, the stuff they did then, it's, a, it's laughable now. Hell, uh, 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 DeAndre Hopkins them do that in shit, eight games. And, but and at, that's at what that makes Jerry Rice so doggone crazy, man. The fact that Jerry Rice is still so far ahead of everybody, that's ridiculous. And, and, and the thing about it is, that's, that's what I say. Because everybody said, oh, they didn't throw the ball that much then. But okay, then a running back should get in now with 10,000 yards. And that's the case. But then you ain't passing Walter Payton, then we don't want to put you in there. Like they hold their nuts on Trey Gore. They can't hold their nuts on them, but they're going to hold their nuts on them. I mean, when you look at running backs now, you you make a good point because running backs are splitting carries. And, man, it's hard for a running back to get 1,500 yards now. Yeah, that's that's because they ain't got the right coaches, man. The coach, the, the, it's like all it takes, just like Bill Belichick brought the tight end back. All it's gonna take is a uh, coach to just kind of bring that back, and it'll kind of get it ain't gonna trend the way. Of course, it'll never be the seventies and eighties no more. But uh, it, it's gonna take that one coach to rediscover <laughs> the running game. You know, the way Belichick brought the tight ends back with. Uh, Oh, Aaron Hernandez and, and Grunk them. And now everybody kind of been using that formula. Like, no, nah, we got to get a tight end. Kittle, we got uh, Ertz, we upgrade. Because, remember, we used to have Brett Seligan. He was pretty much more of a traditional guy. And we had Ertz and now Goddard. And, you know, that trend started with Belichick doing his thing. So it's just going to take that one coach to say, hey, you know, I mean, cause we're going at- back to – when you look at the active Green Bay rushing leaders 
right now, the active rushing leaders, all right, Frank Gore has 16,000. He may or may not play again. We don't know. Adrian Peterson, 14,000. He'll be first ballot. Both yeah, of them would be first. Andrew Peterson, 14,800. Accolades now than he did even in his prime, so I think that's a good sign. And, and so that's who's going to be the one. That's who's going to be doing the voting. That's who's going to be doing the voting. Then you have all these people that are talking that transcendent talk, and we gonna go by that. There's a lot of bums in the whole thing. You know what I'm saying? And a lot of people say, "Well, oh, was he transcendent?" You don't have to be transcendent. You just have to be good during your time and very good. And a lot of people don't understand that. You get some guys, you look at their numbers, there's no way that you throw as many interceptions as you do touchdowns, you could be any of that. Well, I, I, that, you know that depends, saying? though, because, because if everybody was throwing interceptions, then technically you weren't bad at that time. You shouldn't put a bum in the Hall of Fame in my opinion. Like, you, Derrick Henry or somebody, you can show him 100 years from now, he's going to look like a Hall of Famer. Emma Smith's going to look like a Hall of Famer. Barry Sanders gonna be like a Hall of Famer, but you get a guy here, he fumbled just just as many times as he scored a touchdown. Man, you know that that that's that's just rough. You know what I mean? And a lot of these quarterbacks, I can look at them on film. They say they want by Terry Bradshaw and guys like that. He played with a steel curtain defense, and he played with a Hall of Fame running back, a Hall of Fame receiver. And then you got numbers like that. He was a bum. They can say what they want. But to me, he was a bum. He criticized other guys with much higher passer ratings than him. He got the four Super Bowls. That's the only thing he could point to. But he is a bum. 27,000 yards passing, he is a bum. With Hall of Fame, with a Hall of Fame running back, he is a bum. One of the best defenses of all time, and that's all he can do. He is a bum. He can get on TV and say anything he wants. Uh, I don't know. I, like I said, I just think for me, am I, just am I lying? I mean, say what now? Am, am I lying? I mean, a lot of these guys. Now, I'm not saying this because you played years ago. Now, Johnny United was good. Joe Montana was good. All this, You had old guys that were good. But I remember going up to, to Green Bay's Hall of uh, Stadium Museum. And the lady that was showing people around, she was old, dark star. He was the best. I don't care how many rings he won. He ain't better than Aaron Rodgers, man. We had that out on the floor if you want to, but you can't. You can't I mean, but commit like for example, me about football. That I say nothing. Let's take a look at let's take a look at 1979. Um, some of the best quarterbacks in 1979. All right, as far as uh, let me look at who threw the most yards. All right, Dan Fouts led the league in passing with 4,000 yards. So 4,000, of course, was great back then. All right, you had Brand, you had Brad Sight, excuse me, you had Dan Fouts, Brian Sight, Terry Bradshaw, Jim Zorn, Steve DeBerg, Ken Stabler, Roger Staubach. All right, 
Now, those are your top seven. Out of the top seven, one, two, three, four, five of them threw at least 21 interceptions. That's just what it was back then. Why? Because defenses didn't have all the restrictions they do now. So even though Terry Bradshaw threw 25 interceptions, he didn't lead the league. You know, there are a bunch of people. There were one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. There were thirteen quarterbacks that threw at least twenty interceptions, and there were a ton of others that yeah. had eighteen you and can, nineteen. All those quarterbacks are throwing that many interceptions. You can't call them guys balls. The yeah. defense was different back then. It was just different. Let me say this, I, though. Let me say this. The way the quarterbacks get all the credit, if a quarterback ran four Super Bowls, no way they're not going to put him in the Hall of Fame. Because they're going to get exactly. the quarterback the credit anyway. Exactly. But, but, when you, but when you look at it, when everybody talk about you an all-time great, if you take him today with today's rules and you put him on the field, you tell me what team he's going to start on. Well, see, and if, if, he, if, 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 he, if, he, if he gets four rings on any team in this era, he's still going to get put in the hall. I see what you're saying, but the reality Ooh. is the he rings is always go – Hold on, hold on. The ring's always going to get credited to the quarterback. Exactly. And if, now, if you got numbers like that and you ain't winning shit, well, yeah, you're going to be in the in the mix with everybody else. But if you if, – if if Kyle Bowler was playing and Kyle Bowler had four, and we know Kyle Bowler wasn't nothing, neither was Trent Dilfer. But if them guys end up getting four rings, nobody's going to keep them out of the Hall of Fame. That's just how it is. That, no. that just, I, mean, I didn't make the rules, but I'm saying that's what it is. This. Do you, all think Dan, do you all think Dan Fouts is a Hall of Famer? Yeah. Hell yeah. I do. All right. Dan Fouts didn't win a Super Bowl, and he threw 30, he threw 32 more interceptions in his career than Terry Bradshaw. But how many more touchdowns? Uh, he threw 40 more touchdowns, and he had about he, – now, he had more yards. Yeah, he had 16, How many more yards? He had 16,000 more yards. Well, like I say, but, but see, but, but I'm not – my argument with Terry Bradshaw – my argument for him is not for what his stats is. I just know that if a guy got four Super Bowls, there's no way he's not going. Not as a quarterback, right. there's no way he's he not going. He has four Super Bowls. He has an MVP, and he, um, and he has an All-Pro. And he was on the yeah. 70s okay. Hall of Fame team. Well, let me, yeah, yeah they, they, they put him on the team. I'm going to ask you this. And the way Tampa Bay defense played last night, you tell me what quarterback you can put out there uh, at, that they wouldn't have won last night. Maybe Blaine Gabbard or somebody like that. They wouldn't have won last night. They probably have won by three points. With a oh, yeah. Like but that. That was a, well, hold on. Hold on. That's a good point. That's a good point because that was my argument before I got sold on Tom Brady. Them first three rings, that was my argument on it. I was like, oh, no, that's Willie McGinnis now. And it was. And Buckner heard me say this about the Steelers too. That first, that uh, uh, when Ben went the first time, I was like, man, shit, yeah. he ain't did nothing. But yeah, I don't yeah, understand. But, but but if a guy in a quarterback-driven league and he the face of the franchise, nobody's gonna keep him out of the Hall of Fame. I don't care if he total garbage. If he got four rings, they are gonna give it to him. If he got one ring, he'll probably get the Hall of Fame. 
No, if Eli Manning has two, they holding their nuts on him right now. And he in a top oh, he gonna get in. six he gonna top, get in. top seven. Of course, he's a Manning. But, yeah, but this is what I'm saying. I'm if talking about even without being a man, I'm saying with, with, in, in his pride, you got to put him in there. If, if you got yeah, two rings true. and you're the Super Bowl MVP and at least one of yeah. them, they're not going to keep yeah. you out. You're going to get in there. They're every not going to keep you out. He's getting in. Okay, so, so Nick Foles get another one. He in there. All day. If he get a, oh, if he comes, nah, he get another Nick one. Foles he going to. Hell no. Nick Foles ain't even going to. Nah, I ain't say first ballot. I guarantee you get in there. I ain't going to. He ain't even first ballot. If Nick Foles come in and get another ring, I mean, but we're not talking about we're not talking about two. We're talking about four. Yeah, yeah. But when you play with that many Hall of Famers, you're supposed to have. I mean, but that's like okay. But if you're on the committee, I'm just saying like you can't. You're not gonna sell that to nobody. No, nobody's gonna say when you're in that voting room, it's gonna be 32, 31 votes to one because nobody's gonna keep a four-time. Super Bowl winning quarterback out of the Hall of Fame. Even if they don't, okay. even if they say, "Man, you know what? I agree with everything you're saying, but I'm not gonna want to face I mean, the listen, scrutiny of this." Listen up. This guy has a regular season MVP. He has two Super Bowl MVPs. I mean, what more can he do? Yeah, that guy's a bum will, in my opinion. I will argue. I mean, I will argue you Joe Namath all day. I will argue Joe Namath all day. Name as, it, as far it, it, as he's it, concerned, it, it, and 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 Joe yeah. Joe Namath did some he did some big things, but I mean he he led the league in passing three years. I mean that's something, and plus he won a Super Bowl or whatever. He was an All Pro, and um, but I, I but Terry Bradshaw. I mean I I don't have to think twice about this dude, and like I said, and, and, it, and look, but just to put it in perspective. Just to put it in perspective, if we go back in time, right now the top dog is Brady because of the seven rings. Until 80 what? And, and, uh, and the what? Uh, 79,000 passing yards. Hold on, hold on. Listen, listen. Up, but up to seven, up to 80 whatever Montana did to get four, up to that time, Bradshaw was the face of the quarterback with the most rings. So I'm just yeah. saying. So. But he only held that for how many years? Ten years before, before uh, Joe Montana got there. But also look at it like yeah, this. And one time, Montana at, had four. But look at it like this, though. All right, because it's – and I know this is hard to compare, which is why I don't think the argument's feasible. But if you take Tom Brady and put him back in 1970, he's nowhere going to have the numbers that he has now. Not even close. I understand what the rules are, but I'm saying if you watch this guy's play, Lynn Swan them had to dive all on the ground and get the football. He was not an accurate passer. What, 52 or 55% or whatever it was. I mean, and then got a nerve to get on PB and criticize other quarterbacks. But, again, the rules were different. Do you realize the, that they could grab receivers different. back then? I mean, to get what they were getting back then was just amazing because they were getting lit. The receivers were getting lit. I mean, in the, I mean that's why you don't hardly ever see double digit interceptions and stuff like you back then. You know, now that you used to see back then, they were wondering why you see it. I mean, that's the thing. I mean, so. Everybody, it's not like it's not like Terry Bradshaw was the only person that had the numbers that he had. Yeah. Everybody was fifty some percent passing. All right, 
I mean, 61, 62 yeah. percent was great back then, you know, because like look at look at guys yeah. like Breeze um, with like 73 percent or, or something like that passing. He's throwing five, six yard passes to receivers who can't get touched. OK, so, yeah, he's going to have yeah. those great percentages. You put Breeze back in 1975 where all those rules don't apply. All of a sudden, Breeze goes to a 58 percent passer. Yeah. Yeah, all that. All the ones that are going to hit his receivers, you know. Any any drills you look at or anything, they throw the ball further and all that now than they did then. But if you put these guys now back then, they would have the exact same numbers that these other guys have. You cannot compare the errors. Back then, those numbers were the 55, 52, the fifty-two, fifty-three percent were that, those were the top numbers back then. I mean, that's okay. almost it's a, it's almost like comparing what somebody did in college to what they did in high school. I mean, it's it's two different things. Yeah. Okay. Because twenty twenty-five years from now, we're going to be saying like, okay, but something different about these guys here. But like, if somebody. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That, that's what I was saying. Like, like every, that's why what I was saying about I hate to see Tory have to get mixed in with other guy because what looks good now eventually going to fade out and it's not going to look as exactly. appealing as it was. I no, mean, because exactly. look, look, look at basketball, for example. All right, and, and Eminem and I had discussions back this back when we used to work together all the time. All right, you have guys like Colin Sexton, um, you know, guys who aren't household names, you know, or whatever, go for like 45, 50 points or whatever, and everybody's like, oh, man, I can't believe so-and-so. All right, what would have happened back in 1988, Eminem, once he got to 30? He would have got clothesline every time he touched the ball because the game was different back right. then. And so it's like you can't yeah. compare. And what they call what they call. What they was calling hacker shack, I mean, that was like normal basketball. Yeah, yeah. So I yeah. mean, you got different rules than the same. The same thing. I, I say some. Uh, I, 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 but uh, the scoring leaders are still guys. I do. Oh yeah, bars, you, you, every every generation got scoring, people that transcend. They, they, they right, like Jim, just like Jerry Rice, just like Walter Payton. You gonna have those guys. Those are the guys who are definitely Hall of Famers. I mean, we we know the Hall of Fame watered down. We we get that. But, you know, for the most part, you have to look at what everybody was doing back then and compare everybody back then because these folks now are always going to look better. You know, I mean. <clears throat> so would you rank Jerry Bradshaw in the top ten quarterbacks of all time? Probably not. Of course I would. Of course not. Of course not. I probably would. Of course not. So I ain't Hell talking not. about being, you know, still a fan. I'm talking about just looking at the man's play. Oh, no, he ain't close. He's not even close. I was saying, no, I'm with you 100%. I'm with you 100%. I'm just saying that me voting at the time, there's no way I'm going to keep a guy, especially with the quarterbacks getting all the credits for the rings, there's no way I'm going to keep a guy out of the Hall of Fame that got four Super Bowl rings. But if we're talking about all-time team, hell no. He ain't even in the top 25. Because there's going to be a lot of guys on there who ain't smelled the Super Bowl. You know, but I'm not going to say Terry Bradshaw, you know, ain't no Hall of Famer based on the standards that the Hall of Fame got now, you know. Yeah, based on what they got now, no, he he probably wouldn't have gotten in. 
But based on what they had when he retired, he absolutely deserved to be. No, he'd have got in when he got four rings. Well, yeah, if he got four, four Super Bowl rings. I don't care if he was complete garbage. Any generation, nobody's going to keep a quarterback out that got four rings and no losses on top of that. I mean, exactly. that's just, you know, it, that's just not right. And all honesty, Eminem, I don't know if anybody would keep a, a quarterback out that went to four Super Bowls, even if he didn't win it. I mean, look at Jim Kelly got went to well, four yeah. and Jim Fran Kelly, yeah. went to three. And didn't win it, but yep. I mean, just to get there was something. Yeah. But I, I, I can mm-hmm. say I just hate to see I just hate to see Torrey Hope get mixed all up with somebody like uh, whenever he decided to quit, which is going to be years from now though. But DeAndre Hopkins, I don't want to see him mixed up with them guys because then it ain't going to look right. You know what I'm saying? Well, like, yeah, of course you ain't. You know, what's going to have to happen is they're going to they're going to either have to add more people that they let come into the hall. At one time, because what you have now is a log jam at wide receiver. Because there's a lot of good receivers that deserve to get in, and they're not getting in because you got you got first year, your first battle Hall of Famers that are retired that's been out for five years. Mm-hmm. The Alabama should have been in four years ago. So well, he's been one of the best. Since, he was one of the best guards ever. I'm not saying that because I'm a Steelers fan. Since Torrey Holt re- retired, you've had seven people pass him. He yep. he went from being. I, I didn't know. I didn't know that, but I knew some people that yeah. passed him. He went from being top. The thing is, he went from being time. top ten to down to sixteen. Yeah. yeah. But the, but the thing is, by the time Steve Smith and Andre uh, Johnson all them get up there, he I think next year will be the year because who's going to be the wide receiver? It's going to be him and Reggie Wayne. I don't think uh, nobody else that can be in there. For next year, probably not. Next year is going to so probably. Um, Anquan Bolden, I think, is eligible. And well, actually, Steve Smith re- retired in 2016, so he'll be up for next year, won't he? Yeah. So yeah. He, yeah, I think so. Yeah, Steve yeah. Smith, Andre Johnson, Anquan Bolden um, are eligible next year. Yeah. So they're going to have to. What they're going to have to do is they're going to have to add. You know, they're going to have to add some people so they get in. I mean, yeah, they've done some in the past where you have, you know, they got. Let me ask y'all this. And we we talked about it before now. Like I say, it's different, you know, different ways to look at it. But, you know, I I know that, uh, I I know that, you know, it's, it's, it's just insane to put in, literally every single position, but I'm just saying, like, damn, could they even break it down, not just purely position, but, you know, like general stuff. Quarterback, skill, which would include DBs or running backs and receivers, linemen, you know, just kind of break that shit up a little bit. I don't know. I guess they could. It could be, you can always. Not to to water it down, I'm just saying, no, no, I'm just saying, just hear me out, y'all. Like, like, okay, if Reggie Wayne knocked Tory Holt, okay, it ain't the end of the world. But I don't want Tory Holt to get knocked by Tony Baselli. But and but Tony Baselli is clearly a Hall of Famer in my opinion. But I'm saying an uh, uh, offensive lineman knocking. I'm just saying, like, damn, you know. I don't know if he can really do it that way. Uh, that's the best way to do it is just to add more members to get in, or maybe say, all right, add more modern era, era players. Then you add a couple of and senior you know players. And maybe, maybe COVID could be a blessing in disguise because, I mean, they didn't have the ceremony last year. The ceremony's cool and everything, but 
I mean, they can do that stuff different. They can have two separate weekends. They they can they can have a large class and make it work because we're not even talking about yeah. the offensive linemen who are getting left out and and the fullbacks that deserve right. to go. Uh, and, and, and cause I was like gonna that. ask you when is uh yeah, cause uh cause I've been looking for John Ryan to get in at some point, uh, but. Nah, uh, Ryan don't need to be in there. He was cheating some of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> he gonna get in. He gonna get in. <laughs> he gonna get in. Uh, I don't know when, but I'm just saying he gonna get in. But I, I don't want to see like I I don't want to see people that you know like like it, your position should keep you out. You shouldn't be put out by a whole another side of the ball. You know. Yep. Hey, you know, I mean, John, John just, if, just if just didn't get in, he shouldn't be kept out by a lineman or something. I mean, that's totally different. Well, I get, I get what you're saying. Now you open another can of worms because you letting somebody in from every position. You letting in 15 people a year. No, no, no. I don't mean like every single position. I'm saying no, 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 no. I, I'm not saying it like that. I'm saying like it's only about four positions. I ain't talking about the individual. Like when you say lineman, that means both sides of the ball, offense and defense. When you say skill, you talking about receivers and running backs. I'm just saying. So it's like about four categories. That's that's only about. But you know what though? It's still about seven people. Do you do you know where the the Hall of Fame messed up? And we gotta wrap this up. But do you know where the Hall of Fame messed up to me? Or the NFL rather? Is that when they start letting good players in? That's what took up all the spots because there are certain players where we all feel, well, the, my, my school of thought is that if you say the person's name, you should know in about a second or two if the person's a Hall of Famer or not. Like if I say Walter Payton, Barry Sanders, Jerry Rice, nobody hesitates. But then if you say somebody else, then people got to think about it, then maybe that person's not a Hall of Famer. Maybe they're good enough to be in a ring of honor, but maybe not a Hall of Fame. But there are a lot of people, because to me, you know, there should be you know a is that the key? But you know why that is? Because they never set a certain criteria for it. I mean, but With, it's okay, like, to, to, uh, there, there should be no such to like, thing. Okay, like, to, 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 there should be no such thing as a quote-unquote like first, like quote quote first ballot Hall of Famer. I mean, either you're a Hall of Famer or you're not. Because if right, you if, right. if if you got some kind of special designation by being first ballot, that means you're better than everybody else that's not first ballot. So to speak. So that's why I don't I don't like the whole I don't like what the the Hall of Fame has become, yeah, especially in basketball. But, you can be a Hall of Famer in basketball from playing overseas. You know, it's not it's a basketball Hall of Fame. It's not like the NBA Hall of Fame. Yeah. You know, and so I just don't like what it's become. Yeah, yeah. I mean, as long as the criteria is murky, it's always going to be that. Because, like, okay, like, like, okay, Mike Irvin. Hall of Famer, but like I say, but stats on stats, other than the number of rings, I'm, I mean, hell, what he looked like against Torrey Hope. But I'm saying, like, with some guys, it's the rings. With some guys, it's this. With some guys, it's that. And as long as it's like that, it's going to always be like, you know, the water cooler going to go on and on. I think they did it for that reason. <laughs> yeah. So, yep. but, all right, so let's get ready to wrap this up. And, um, but real quick, I know you got something you want to say about the Daytona. Yeah, the 500 is going to be the Valentine's Day, actually. Uh, they got a little bit different format, which I'm not too happy about um, for Speed Week this year. Um, the duels are still going on like they normally do, but I do not like the fact that the class, which is actually going to be done tomorrow, 
opening up speed week is actually going to be on the Daytona road course. You know, when you open up speed week, you want to be on the high bank running fast. You want to see these guys open these cars up. I don't want to see them on a damn road course. I know NASCAR is trying to change some things up, make it different. I don't like that. I don't like that beginning, but we'll see how it works. But, you know, they, they're still going to do, you know, set the field with the duels. They're not going to do the traditional, you know, um, traditional um, qualifying like they normally do where they qualify the cars and then the rest of the field. The whole field is going to be set this year by the duels. So we'll see how that works out. Um, glad to see Michael Jordan and um, – some of these other stars kind of getting involved with NASCAR. Yeah, that's going to be cool what, to see uh, Wallace, a black driver, riding for Michael Jordan. That's going to be nice. So to see see that happen, even though he's not going to be he's not driving in the class, that uh, actually one of the uh, uh, Dylan boards is going to be driving the car to get it out there in the class because um, he didn't Wallace did not qualify for the class. So um, Ty Dillon is going to drive the car for its first track on-track run, which will be in the class tomorrow. But um, just excited to see some of these guys, some of these stars, get, opening up some of the teams and seeing Jordan um, get get his chance. And I'm quite sure they're going to be quite competitive this year because they're going to have Joe Gibbs backing. So that's going to be pretty fun to see. But just getting, you know, looking forward to the Daytona 500 and see what Chase Elliott sees if he can win another championship. Um, it's going to be a pretty awesome season this year. I think it's going to be a little bit more normal. Maybe see some fans in the stands and some in some some tracks down south, and we'll see what happens. But just excited that you're ready to get started. And we'll go from there. All right, all right, fellas. And on that note, we'll go ahead and wrap things up. Um, won't be a show next week. We'll take a week off. Then we'll come back um, and probably on the twenty second, which is a Monday, or that Wednesday, the twenty fourth, one of the two, and we'll. Take a quick look at uh, at free agency. We'll we'll start to look at some of the salary cap situations and uh, some of the free agents out there and any trade news that goes down between now and then. So we'll be back in a couple of weeks and we'll keep this thing going, fellas. All right. All right. All right. So appreciate you all chiming in. Good, healthy, passionate discussion. And you've been listening to the Very Unsportsmanlike podcast. Go to podpage.com forward slash 15 yards for more information. Everyone have a good evening. It's been a great year in the NFL. They made it through without any cancellations for COVID. Had some postponements, but no cancellations. So uh, we'll see what happens with the NBA and what they can do going forward. But everyone have a good one. Peace out. <laughs>